what's up everybody this is your girl amber and this is reaching your potential episode six in this episode i'll be discussing some mnemonics that i use during my mbcot exam that i felt that was great to help me break down the questions and solidify an answer when i was taking the exam so for those who recently passed the exam, I know the scoring date just came by a few days ago. Congrats to you. You are finally an OTR. And for those who are still on their journey to get that R and that L, I'm here for you for this episode. So let's get started. Mnemonics. Mnemonics are such a great tool when you're studying because it chunks the information that you need to know into ways that make sense to you. So for anything NBC OT related, even thinking back in OT school, specifically grad school, or when I was taking anatomy and physiology, there are so many muscles to remember, so many different nerves, so many different steps of the group process, so many things that you have to know, and you have to have active recall. So with that being said, mnemonics are great for you to break down things that you need to know in a way that makes sense to you, and it requires less time for you to think when that topic arise. So for example, if you're thinking of Parkinson's disease, I can think of a mnemonic right now that I know the diagnosis or the symptoms that consist with Parkinson's disease. But I'll talk about that a little bit later because right now we'll be discussing mnemonics that are helpful for breaking down the questions and even some answers for the NBCOT exam. I used these mnemonics during my exam and I tell you that they were so helpful because sometimes when you look at the questions and specifically the answers, those answers look so similar. Even though B and C look exactly the same, they are different and one is definitely better than the other. And I will help you figure out how to break down those questions and answers with these mnemonics. So the first mnemonic that we're going to discuss is going to be geared towards questions. So whenever you see the question, you're going to instantly think of this mnemonic. I use the word dock, D-O-C-K, like a boat that is on a dock, that word, okay? Really weird, but I'll explain. So what you're going to do is you're going to write the word dock, but in a vertical way. So D-O-C-K have their own line. Each letter of this word will give you the key terms that you need to keep in mind when you're looking at questions. So first letter D stands for diagnosis. You will be looking for the diagnosis in the question because majority of the questions will tell you what the diagnosis is. So it may be Parkinson's, it may be a learning disability, it may be dementia, congestive heart failure. They're going to give you some type of diagnosis. That is what D stands for, diagnosis. The O in DOC stands for OT process. So if you don't know what the OT process is, stop this episode and go back to episode three where I discussed the OT process. In the OT process, we know we have referral because we can't do our job without a referral. 
Then we go into screening, evaluation, intervention, and then our outcomes and whatnot. And at the end is discharge. We need to know where this person is in the OT process. So based on what I just mentioned, you will get to understand where you are in OT process in that question. C. C stands for context. Context is specifically the setting of where that patient is in that question. So it can be a school, a hospital, the home, even outpatient, wherever the setting is, that is your context. And the last letter of this word doc is K. And K stands for keywords. Keywords or keyword in the question most likely will be bolded or in all caps. So some of the words that you might see as the keywords can be most important, the best intervention, most appropriate, most ethical, those will be your keywords. And you have to keep that in mind when you are answering the question because that's going to help you decide which one is the best answer. Okay, so that is DOC. So DOC is D, diagnosis, O, OT process, C, context, and K, keywords. That is the mnemonic you will use when you are looking at the question. So now since you solidified those key things, now you're looking at the answer choices. And when you are looking at the answer choices, you already know one is way off. You already delete that one out your head. Then you take off another one because you're like, yeah, that don't make any sense either. And now you might be between two answer choices and they look very similar, but one is definitely better than the other. So how do you decide which one is best? Well, I have a mnemonic for you. And the word is scope, like our scope of OT, scope, S-C-O-P-E. So you're going to write scope the same way you wrote doc on that vertical way and having each letter having their own line. And once we discuss which word matches each letter, you want to make sure that that answer that you choose fits that criteria. So they have to meet all of those requirements before you pick that answer. If it doesn't, then there may be a chance that that answer is wrong. So the first letter, S. S stands for safe. Is the answer choice you wanna pick is safe for the patient? Is it doing harm? Remember we were talking about ethics in episode two about non-maleficence where we don't wanna do harm to the patient? Make sure your answer choice is safe as a therapist for you to implement into the session. The next letter is C, and C stands for client-centeredness. We want to make sure that the answer choice that we have is client-centered. For example, the question may give you some more information about the client in terms of what they have interest in, such as gardening or walking, hanging out with their friends, taking care of their children. The people that create the MBCOT exam are giving us kind of clues that will help us remember that when we look at interventions, it has to be client-centered. So whatever their interests are, the intervention should have something to do with what their interests is or are. Another thing to keep in mind when we're talking about client-centeredness, we want to make sure that the client is an active participant in the session, not passive. So they should be engaging in something and not just looking or not being active in the session. Next, we have the letter O. 
And this one stands for occupation-based. When I think about occupation-based, I am thinking about the answer choice has to be functional. We are always about function, function, function. And that separates us mostly from nurses and PTs and speech therapists and recreational therapists is function. If that answer choice doesn't have anything to do with function, then that answer choice is most likely wrong. The next letter that we will be discussing in scope is P. P stands for progressive. Our goal in OT and in sessions is to make sure that that client is progressing towards their goal, not going backwards. So whatever the intervention is in that answer, you have to ask yourself, is this progressing towards their goal? Is this going to make them more independent, more functional, better, and even progress them to getting discharged to go home? If you can't answer that question with a yes, then there may be a chance that answer may be wrong. And the last letter of scope is E, and it stands for ethical. We always have to think about being ethical in these answer choices, because if you're not ethical, then you're not going to pass this exam. Being ethical and staying within the code of ethics is very important, and you have to think that way when you're answering these questions. If you do not know the code of ethics out of hand, check out episode two, where I discuss all the code of ethics as well as giving you guys some examples on how you can remember these code of ethics for the exam, but also for the profession in general. And there you have it, my friends. That's how you're going to remember what are the important terms or key things that you need to remember when you are picking the right answer or the best answer. Luckily for this exam, you do get a scratch sheet, so you can write this down before you start answering your multiple choice so you don't have to memorize it and keep it in your head you can write it down just remember that there's a specific time when you can write things down on your scratch sheet the person that is at the pro matches will explain that to you but whenever you get the chance to write it down write it down and just use that as your reference and before i sign off i have one tip to tell you guys when you're looking at the questions and solidifying an answer and maybe you try these mnemonics and you're like i still have no idea what the answer is and trust me i've been there before and i feel like once i realized this tip which i'm about to tell you everything made more sense the tip i'm going to give you guys is when you're looking at the answers make sure it's what the MBCOT wants and not what you want. I say that because as we finished all of our field works and finished our courses and whatnot, we go through a lot of experiences and we meet a lot of different people with different diagnoses and whatnot, and they are very helpful. Whatever we have gone through through field work or the clients that we had during field work or even our OT schooling, we have a lot of experiences and it's great that you can bring those experiences into the exam, but don't let that mess you up to pick the wrong answer. When you're looking at the answer choices, you want to make sure and ask yourself, is this what MBCLT wants or is this what I want as a therapist? 
And sometimes we have to separate the two. During the time when I was taking the exam, I was constantly asking myself that because sometimes I get so into it that I start bringing all my experiences into the answer. And then I was like, yeah, that's the one I'm going to pick. And yes, that's a great clinical answer that you will do when you get into the field. But right now, NBCLT wants the other answer choice. And it took me a while to kind of get that ingrained in my head. So I just wanted to give you guys that special tip because this will definitely help you. I wish it took me quicker to um, remember that or to just suck it up and say like, this is what MBCLT wants and put my pride aside. But you know, things happen, but it's fine. But that's it for today. Those are the mnemonics that I wanted to share with you guys when you're looking at questions and answers. I hope this was helpful. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, definitely hit me up. Remember, I have an Instagram page now. It's reaching.your.potential. That's on Instagram. Or if you want to do it the old-fashioned way and send me a quick email, you can do that as well. And it's reachingyourpotential96 at gmail.com. I really am so happy that you guys are giving me feedback and are enjoying the podcast. And you know, this would not be possible without you. So thank you, thank you, thank you. And with that being said, that's all I got. This is your girl Amber with Reaching Your Potential. Talk to you guys later.